Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today, man. Look, cool to me. I'm Ruben. Steve. How long have you been friends with those guys? A couple months. They're really cool. Oh, yeah. They're so cute. They're like at the age before guys become dicks. You think you're pretty cool. You good? Your ghetto ass friends. You're just a little kid. You alright? A lot of the time. We feel like our lives are the worst, but I think if you looked in anybody else's closet, you wouldn't trade your shit for their shit. So let's go. That's why we ride a piece of wood, what that does to somebody's spirit. So cool. Yo, Stevie is sane. <laughs> fuck shit. 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 Welcome to Recap and Gown, the podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. The class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not too much, man. Uh, just recovered from uh, our long weekend. Um, it was rough. I think we're getting I, old. I can't drink uh, like that anymore. No, all all day Sunday. I'm like, well, I'll just get like three hours of sleep when I got back, and I'll be good as new. Slept all the way through until it was dark out. Because just it, you can't drink for two days and think, yeah, you'll bounce right back. Can't do it. The smartest um, move I made all weekend was just drinking water 
um, and having a dessert instead of an entree on Saturday night. That, well, you missed out that, that Cajun pork shop was really, I believe really you, but I, I left the house. Like I'm really fucking full. You saw, I fell asleep later on. Like yeah, yeah. I, I made the right call to stop drinking and just drink a whole lot of water. No, we were just double fisting beers. It was fun. That was a really good time. But uh, yeah, yeah. Now we're back old. to it. Speaking of it. old, flying solo in the Lone Star State, oh. this podcast chief trauma and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Well, that was rude. Class of 01. <laughs> that was rude. Uh, I'm doing all right. I was going to just uh, throw this out for the people. Um, Jessica Beale has started a maybe third act as a creepy person in limited release series and i'm here for it i watched all of candy on like sunday oh, candy's the <laughs> shit candy's so good but have you watched the sinner which is what her first foray into it for the usa I, network i, I, I watched, watched her first, first season. season i watched the first yeah. season that was <laughs> me and Dave that, both. That, that she's only in the first season yeah we're just her, her ears start to ring and then something awful happens I'm like mm-hmm. what the fuck is this mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, and, and and it gets I've, yeah. I've read these synopses for the for the future seasons. This is fucking crazy, wild. Yeah, this, stuff is, happens. this is what she does now. She's yeah. a creepy yeah. killer mm-hmm. in she, limited she series. She's a good creep, and um, it's del- delightful. Uh, not to spoil anything for the viewers, do you think she should have been found guilty or no in Candy? Well, the, it's a the real person got acquitted. I know, <laughs> but do you think? Oh, I, I don't for, know how. It seems pretty for, open and shut. For one hundred percent. Chopped up her friend in cold blood. Yeah, I just think it's <laughs> I don't like know how she got off. Yeah, well, because they they were able to put a seed of doubt, reasonable doubt. I'm sure. Like, I think what happened in this case, which I haven't done too much research on, the prosecutors were just like, "Oh, it's open and shut. We don't need to give much. We're fine." Because they were like, again, I don't, I don't think they showed like the full all of the witnesses that came to the stand, they but it definitely. Have. Like the prosecution was like, we rest. And I was like, bitch, what? I'm sorry, you what? I mean, there was sure. nobody else that could have. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about candy off mic because I was dumbfounded but at the end. It was delightful to go from seventh yeah. heaven to now just being the creepy streaming limited series murderous. Mm-hmm. What a, what, who would have known? And she's great. She's, she, great. she's very good. And um, Justin Timberlake is also good in candy. There was when he showed up. I'm like, who is this fake ass Justin Timberlake? I'm like, it's actual Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Imagine yeah. my surprise. Yeah. Well, uh, this good. week we are talking about the movie Mid 90s from 2018. It is for free on Canopy with a K and Showtime, uh, rentable on Spectrum, Redbox, Prime, Voodoo, and Apple TV. The synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes in 1990s Los Angeles. A 13-year-old spends his summer navigating between a troubled home life and a crew of new friends he meets at a skate shop. That's pretty much it. I didn't know he was 13. I have a lot of questions about how old he was supposed to be. Um, yeah, that was, like little, that was a little, little kid for 13. A little yeah. kid. He looks like he's 10. That motherfucker looks yes. a little old. He looks little. Yeah. Um, emphasis on troubled. Maybe put that in bold. Yeah. Underline it. Yeah. Actually, underline I'm not sure how to make flashing neon lights on a computer screen, but do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave, if you could give us a rundown of who is in this movie. I don't know who Sonny Suljic is, but he plays Stevie Sunburn. Mm -hmm. I think this was, was this his first film? No, he's been in some other stuff. Um, You might, you might best know him as the voice of that little kid in uh, God of War, the video game series. 
Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's that's interesting. That's his. I mean, he's done other stuff, but I think that's like his most critically uh, commercially successful project. Okay. Yeah. Nikel Smith plays Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, Olen Prenat. Prenat. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. His name plays a uh, fuck shit. Fuck shit. Fun name. Um, Lucas Hedges as Ian Stevie's abusive older brother. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Waterston as Dabney. It's Ian and Stevie's mom. What, H- uh, <laughs> Waterston? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm assuming. Waterston? Is it Waterston? Waterston. It could be Waterston. I, I, I think they're from the way, way up in the Northeast. I don't know. Some water ice. Huh. It's Sam Waterston's daughter. It is oh, Sam Waterston. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. I, eyebrows. Right. Objection. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is great. <laughs> 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 I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't do that when she came out of the screen. You have to. Let's see. G- Gio Galicia plays Ruben. Uh-huh. Um, Ryder McLaughlin as fourth grade. Alexa Demi as SD. And there's a couple other people that show up. Do you want to talk about them later? Yeah, we'll talk about them as they as they come yeah, along yeah, here. They, they, yeah, there's some kids, like real people, some some cameos. cameos. I was like, that guy, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess let's go on the horn here and give some memories of the first time we saw this. Dana, what do you got? An hour ago, or like when ago. I started it, it's probably about two hours ago, maybe okay. two and a half. Yeah. All right, Dave. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh same. Yeah. Um yeah. I I made it back from that trip we were talking about uh at about ten in the morning. That's roughly a four and a half hour drive. So you can do some reverse math and find out what time my hungover ass got up and got on the road. But I watched it like um upon walking into the house. So I don't think I was in the best shape to enjoy a film, but uh first time yesterday morning too. Um Dana, did it make the grade or should they have held this back? I don't I truly don't know. So I watched a little Inside Secret here. We're doing a couple episodes back to back. We are. So I watched my movie yesterday and was like, oh, this is so delightful. <laughs> you should have you should have done it t- you should have done it t'other way around. As soon as I read yep. what this movie was about, I'm like, oh, I'm doing the other one last. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna like that one better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just like, I thought also because there's like skateboarding. I was like, Bill might be interested in watching this one with me. Sure. So I saved it. I don't I don't know. I truly do not know what grade to give this film. It was it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> I did not expect it to be so much. Um it's very naturalistic. Mm-hmm. Um you know, things are happening. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a grade. It's fine. Okay. Good job. Pass fail, it, it passes. Sure. I guess. Uh, I don't Dave, know. how about you? It was misery porn for this kid, man. It was fucking miserable, bro. Yeah. Um, and hey, I'm, I'm not someone who's like, every movie's got to be super happy, but uh, I'm feeling much of anything going on here. Bleak. It was, it was, it was yeah. bleak. Um, and, then, and, and, and then eventually he's like, yeah, it's not so bad for you. All, all these other kids have these problems too. I'm like, yeah, okay. I figured none of them really had all that great of life. So it kept getting worse and worse. And then we're just like the climax in the end. Way worse. Everything it, it just kept it just kept mauling up. It's there's no real it, the story. You're just like we're gonna follow this kid and see where it goes. I need I I think I needed a little more than that. There's just not a whole lot 
going on and the stuff that did go on really, really bummed me out. <laughs> I didn't think it was all that worth it, unfortunately. It's a little uh, bit like, did you ever see a movie called House of Sand and Fog? Uh, Sir ben, uh, ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Familiar. That is the only movie I've ever seen that just has like escalating sadness throughout the whole movie. It starts off sad and then it gets sadder and sadder as it goes along. Is that the one where like pe- people lose lose their house and then someone buys it and they try to and they fight to yeah, get it back and all that? There's, yeah. there's a woman who is like a widow, young, like a young widow yes. who goes into depression, misses all of mm-hmm. her mail that comes in telling her they're foreclosing on her house. Then Sir Ben Kingsley, his wife and son, who I think he's like an Iranian expat military hero or some shit, they sure. buy the house. Yeah. Sure. The whole sure. movie is them fighting over the house. At the end, everybody dead. I think there's one survivor from the main cast. Everyone dies. I think, I think there were some Oscar nominations or something. I, that's the only got buzz for sure. It. But yeah, yeah, the everyone dies, and the one that doesn't die basically should have died, and like just horribly injured instead of dying. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's kind of this. It just kind of it starts off sad and gets sadder. Um, I'm gonna say it made the grade for me, okay. but like mm-hmm. it's not as good or memorable as I wanted it to be. Uh, it's weird for me to say this, but the movie should have been longer. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it, it's, it felt like a bunch of standalone scenes without like the connective tissue to make any of it matter. Uh, we get some really minor glimpses of Stevie's home life. But aside from that, you could basically reshuffle yeah. the order of like 90% of the scenes and not lose anything from a storytelling standpoint. Like yeah. it, it just, you could just swap them all around and it's just fine. Um, movie's fine, but it really could have been like, iconic and special that made some different choices i think because this is a mm-hmm. a time period that is ripe for like a lot of for like a, a drama to be told um this is the right age to do it and this just didn't quite connect for me um i will do the first fun fact this week okay, um sure, sure. did you guys recognize the bum they're talking to at the courthouse no dana no dave no. Did not. Okay. So that bum, the, the extended bum conversation, uh, that's a guy named Del the Funky Homo Sapien, um, best known mm. as the rapping ghost that live inside Russell's head from the gorillas. Uh, he's among my favorite rappers of all time. I've, I've been a Del head since like 2002 or some shit, but I was pretty sure that was him from looking at him. Um, you don't see him often. But he's not the most famous man. But there's a part where he says, let me ask you a question, man. And it is the exact same way he says it, like, at the beginning of a song called The Mastermind from the Deltron 3030 album. So right away, I'm like, okay, so, like, this is, this is you when you're doing, like, a, a wink, <laughs> like an Easter egg to the camera here. I appreciated that. Um, any other fun facts from you guys? Looking, man. The, the kids are actually <laughs> skaters. I think yeah, everybody except for Stevie Sunburn. Even all... he can skate some. Yeah, but yeah. they're all skaters. And uh... that's that's genuinely pretty impressive because I mean, I none of them stood out as like, oh, you're a terrible actor. Thank God you can mm-hmm. skate. I, there's um a TV show that used to be on Showtime called John from Cincinnati. Great idea, terrible execution. There's a kid in that show who's like a, a child surfing prodigy, and they actually hired a surfing prodigy to play him, and the kid can't act for shit. So I'm like, that could have been missed pretty easily. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, did we talk uh, about this being Jonah Hill's directorial debut? Um, I mentioned it last week when we announced it, okay. but we've not talked about it in this episode. And yeah. he wrote it. Mm-hmm. So, like, cool. The writing, is, the writing is writing. 
It was shot some, uh, on 16 millimeter film. Yeah, it looked, it looked a little gritty, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, it looked about right. He got advice from Scorsese and one of the Coen brothers. I'm like, if you can get that, enjoy it, man. Turned it into you, huh? Yeah. It doesn't feel like yeah. Scorsese or Coen brothers. No, but it, one of the movies that inspired him to do this was a movie called Kids from the mid nineties, oh, which I don't think sure. I don't think we'll ever do. Which as soon as I heard that, I'm like, I understand why this is a fucking bummer, because that is a never ending bummer. So much tamer than the kids, that one, though, which is wild to it say. Is, it is. And and then you see the director of kids just walk out of the bedroom. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. There yeah. he is. I got questions about that. Uh yeah. we have anything else? Should we jump into the recap here? No, it wasn't there wasn't a lot going on. It's a, it's a new movie, too. There's, yeah. there's only been a little bit of time to get some some trivia going. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so we kind of discussed this when giving it our grades. Um, the movie has no actual plot. Like it, it doesn't, not, there's, no, there's no narrative flow to it. It's just kind of like a slice of life. It's like a, here, which I think if you were to like film my life at this time, it'd be basically plotless it's like here's what this dope brian does every day so it's kind of the same thing it's just you know there's no big skating competition at the end we don't see stevie like master a trick he's been working on all movie it just it feels like when the movie ends these kids just keep on living the same fucking life yeah well that's i think i saw one thing in the trivia on imdb so you know grain of salt was that (laughs) like because it ends which i don't want to spoil but you know like it ends with fourth grade making a skate video so he was like Mm -hmm. this is like the reverse engineer of this is what happens when they're not skating he wanted to focus on he's like there's not a ton of huge or exciting skate montages because like well that'll wind up in the final yeah you know what do they call i was about to call it the final mixtape but i know that's like a big thing in skate culture Um, it's just like having i think they call it a tape just a tape okay it's like real yeah. shitty tape that like everybody... fish lens for everything yeah 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 bill watches a lot of skate stuff on youtube and i'm like uh 14 i don't breakdance videos look the exact same way <laughs> so okay. I'm, I'm familiar with this kind of filmmaking no people got 4k cameras on their phones now so well, watching now, them yeah. now it's yeah. amazing watching fish them back then filter Oh, I mean, no. If, if, you, if you go back and watch the first season of Jackass, it is almost oh. unwatchable. Yeah, it's like it, it fills up this much. It's like this much of the screen, and it looks terrible. It's it looks like garbage. Yeah, I don't really know if this is like a positive and a negative, or just like a neutral thing. But it just—it felt like the movie needed some direction or momentum or something. It just. Yeah. I think it was just like a hang film, though. I think that's yeah. what he was going for. Just like you're just gonna hang with this kid. Just gonna hang. <sighs> And his shitty little life. Yeah, yeah. Um, you shouldn't say hang. He later. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll sorry, about sorry. It. Yeah. Um, mm. On a lighter note, before we get to the sad, sad, sad shit, there were a couple things I wanted to touch on quick here. Uh, let's do some frosted tips and butterfly clips. Um, mm, sure. 
I think this one stuck out to me because we just watched Brink and all of the fabric surplus fashions they showed us in that movie. Like, it would have been really easy to make everything super crazy baggy in this movie, but it looked pretty authentic to how the cool skater guys dressed in our middle school and high school years. Um, baggy, but not absurd looking. Like, yeah, it's got to be tempting to presenting a movie in the mid-90s to show everyone in Jinkos. But like, no, these are like standard, slightly baggy clothes. Um, at the end, we see Stevie in a Ren and Stimpy shirt that would be a hot seller if it came out today. Like, people wear that yeah. shit now. Um, and then there's an outfit that this girl, Esty Este, uh, had on when she seduced Stevie. That was how all, like, the scandalous girls at our school dressed. Like, I'm like, oh, I recognize this look. I remember these <laughs> girls being a, a central part of my, of my mind at this age. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think of the fashions in this one? The jeans, low rise, the top. Uh, give me a little longer. Crochet. There's like pulling it right up. Um, yeah, you, you're exactly. I think Jinkos, they were still expensive. Um, so these kids were just getting like whatever cheap jeans you get at the mall or, yeah. or whatever store that their parents got them and just give them two sizes too big. Um, and it didn't really become the, the, the designer fashion choice where the jeans actually got super wide in your size. For a couple more years after '96, I'd say I could. Yeah, like I, I, I used to try to dress like that. I used to go to back some big. Give me the biggest jeans you got. And I want them so baggy. Oh, <laughs> give me a T-shirt that says something, some, some like anti-authority. It's just a bit of reverend. This is the best. And 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 these kids were just like, yeah. Well, I'm gonna put on whatever shirt I have, and that's gonna be punk rock. That's what it is. What it's gonna be like. I was going to the mall and going to Pacific Sunwear, and they, they just were wearing whatever they had and they made it the way skaters were dressing that they had some skater brands i saw some chocolate tees and mm. um i think one of the guys had on a girl t-shirt which i was always a big fan of i never had any girl shit the girl clothing brand is just like the women's bathroom sign on a shirt <laughs> like it's just like oh. the silhouette on a shirt and i'm like that's i don't know why that looks so cool to me but i was always a fan of that shit i don't think we sold it anywhere near us but uh Dana, any looks? Well, I, I noticed in the notes, but it's true. Like everybody else just kind of dresses like baggy skater dude. And then the older brother <laughs> is very much obsessed with hip hop. Yeah. And he dresses like he's got those like big block striped shirt with a collar. This is like Cheddar Bob. Yeah. <laughs> From Eight Mile. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, who's it? To, who's is fourth grade? The one who's, who's silent? Does he have the blonde? chunks yeah that was big i that did that a, a bunch yeah um i can't picture that dave but i believe it happened oh my <laughs> I, I, have, I have pictures i was always the time and, and then i just started to grow it out and then i would just give me the aquanet to make it stick oh, all Jesus. the way up and I'm, the hair gel i would go to the gym and then you'd sweat and then that'd be the end of that it'd be Gross. like one period that's all you got out of it but yeah when i saw that i'm like yep that's perfect to this time period well absolutely and to me they did a good job separating ian's baggy clothes from everyone else's baggy clothes everyone's mm -hmm. in kind of baggy shit ian dresses like brink or like the kid from smart house yep. <laughs> like your shirt is so giant like it's basically like he's wearing tall polos like the polo shirt comes to his knees sleeves come way past his elbows like his shit's way too fucking big but yeah. yeah, I I feel I feel like I knew a couple of kids like this that were obvious suburban kids who like fell in love with hip hop before suburban kids were really supposed to love hip hop, and it's he's pushing a lot 
he's trying very hard to look a certain way. Yeah. Um, I also, before again, we get into the bleakness, wanted to break down uh, some of the music here. So let's do a real quick mic check. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Microphone check, one, two. Okay. Um, this is the opposite side of the spectrum from the skater music and Brink. We don't have any ska that I heard. It's basically just hip hop for the whole soundtrack. Um, there are really only a couple of songs that I recognized, which is surprising because I love hip hop mm-hmm. from this era. But like, I think I'm mostly New York and this is mostly LA stuff or West Coast Not in sure. general. No. So no. I wish I had known we were going to do this and that you didn't catch a lot of it. So Bill is sitting next to me, who's like a huge, huge hip hop fan. And he was surprised by how much East Coast was on it in the really? early goings. Yeah, okay. it was a lot. And he was like saying names of songs and I just didn't write it down. Well, but he was like <laughs> clocking a lot of it. And I was like, that's great. See, the two that I, that I caught right away are both West Coast. So I assume the other ones also were. Uh, Passing Me By by The Far Side is yeah. verifiably yeah. classic. And uh, 93 Till Infinity by Souls of Mischief, which uh, was a group that Del the Funky Homo Sapien was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's on that song, oddly enough. He might. I don't think he is. But um, those were the two that I clocked right away. Everything else just felt very much like hip-hop of that time. Um, well, there's Tribe Called Quest. There's the RZA. There's Jizza. Okay. There's, well, Cypress Hill is West Coast. That's West Coast. I was trying to find the soundtrack. The official soundtrack is just four Trent Reznor original songs. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. the official. It's just like what um, yeah. IMDb like, lists. Okay. No, so I, I looked up yeah, the playlist I, on Spotify. I'm like, well, this is a 75-song playlist, so it's not correct. Right. Which I was no, like, that's, that's impressive <clears throat> that they got, he got like Trent Reznor and Atticus, whatever the heck his name is. And those guys. <laughs> Atticus Finch. Is it, is Atticus, it Atticus Finch? Finch? <laughs> no. Oh, I was like, that feels that's very the guy wrong. To kill a mockingbird. Yeah, I was like, it's not Atticus Finch. But like, they do really great music. For much bigger films. Yeah, that, that four-song soundtrack peaked at 41 on the Billboard chart. Four songs. Wow. Don't, I, don't, I don't know about that, but I thought I heard a Pixie song in there, which made me happy. Yeah, um, Pixie's Morrissey. Bill was guessing a lot of it. He was Wave like, of mutation. That's a great one. Um, bad Brains. Is that Scott? Like oh, bad Brains is Oh, no. That's, what? That's, that's, that's a metal it's band. It's more hardcore. Uh, it's yeah, more it's like hard, thrash metal. Hardcore, uh, punk rock. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's, yeah, it's like black thrash metal. According to this, I'm, I didn't hear it in the movie. Did they play the Nirvana version of Where'd You Sleep Last Night somewhere in there? I think for like a second, because Bill was like, remember. Oh, is that Nirvana? And that might like, have been when they uh, first woke up um, Stevie and Ray from sleeping on their skateboards in the park all night. That might yeah, have been, was a very short little bit of music that might have been in that scene. Because that's another one. And then that Morrissey you're talking about, I definitely heard that. I'm like, Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> Cap- Captain Bummer himself. Just, well, just, just add to it. Speaking of Captain Bummer, let's get bummed. Um, so the movie kind of revolves around this ragtag bunch of misfits. I wanted to go through them each and kind of talk about them and some of their problems because they each got their own fucking problems like their Captain Planet over here. So mm. you've got Ruben first. Uh, Ruben is like the first kid he meets, the one who I assume is closest to his age, but is probably yes. like a couple of years older, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, this dude fully exemplifies the gay panic of the mid nineties. Like we're not going to do what's your problem. We could, but it's tough for this movie because sure like 
there's two things that are problematic, but they're also really indicative of that time. Like, it's not yes, like yeah. it feels overblown now to watch how crazy it is, but like, no, that's just how people spoke at this time. Um, mm-hmm. So Ruben, uh, he tells Stevie that people will think he's gay if he says thank you, which is like, that's how far we were going. You can't say thank you. <laughs> yeah. say you're gay. Can't be polite. Right. And not mm. even like polite. Just like the kid gave you something. You say, hey, man, thanks. And he's like, no, fuck you. So that was wild. It's like, ew, man. Come on. Yeah. Stop it. He just calls everyone gay 24 hours a day. Like, aggressively. It's wild. Yeah. Um, Poor little Ruben doesn't have a curfew. He just comes home after his mom goes to sleep, which is kind of like the first red flag letting us know these kids might have some issues and like, Mm-hmm. Might not be the best people for seven-year-old Stevie to hang around with. He's so young. He's looks. He. I mean, he's young. He looks fucking. It's like um, that cool kid from uh, Good Boys when you finally see him and he's like three foot one. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh god, this yeah. is the cool kid. <laughs> um. So yeah, Ruben. We find out, and Dave kind of alluded to this. There's like a exposition dump near the end of the movie where we find out some backstories to all these characters. Turns out Ruben gets beaten unmerciful by his mom and his sister sure does. does too. Yeah. yeah. And like, let, 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 me make fun, let me make you feel better about your life by yeah. making you feel a little worse about everybody else. Yeah. I, See, Ruben, I, guess that, I guess that was the strategy. Brick every night. Of, yeah. of that conversation. Yeah that's, yeah. yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it's rough. yeah like this is a moment where a longer movie would have helped. Like we see Ruben get dropped yeah. off at his house. Then he just like gets on his skateboard and goes the opposite direction. So we know something is up at home. I thought we were going to find out Ruben's homeless and was like lying about where he lived. Cause I don't know why you even say you're going to go home. Then you're not going to go home. Like interesting. With your friends off. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. I yeah. thought that was kind of weird because it's like, it's definitely a thing where like, Maybe it was like, well, everybody else is getting dropped off. So like, but like, I, I don't know. I would have found a way to been like, yo, fuck shit. Can I just come hang out with you? Like, fuck shit. of course he's not going home. Yeah. <laughs> so like, or yeah. like, just ask to go to someone else's house. Or just him to stay hey. here and skate for a while. He didn't like. Hey, he, hey, fuck shit. <laughs> fuck shit. <laughs> We're gonna talk about fuck shit soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like we don't really find out about his home life until really late in the movie. If you would have shown us like a two-minute scene of him in his house, I don't I need to like, see him get beat. I don't, I don't need to see that. him get beat, but like, then, then, then don't make him a kid that gets beat. <laughs> like, no, but make him, I mean, they could just tell me. I don't mind exposition dumps every now and again in a film. It, yeah, this one was the entire movie. There was ultimate tell not show. Um, but I, what I wanted him was I wanted one of them to be from like Beverly Hills or something. It takes like well, to get down the fuck shit. fuck shit, fuck shit's fuck rich. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll talk about fuck shit in a second. Let's talk about fuck shit. Listeners, uh, we'll 100% missed that. that. I must have to say it a lot. Mm. Um, so fourth grade is next. Uh, they call him fourth grade because he's dumb as a fourth grader. And I'm like, well, that's kind of sad. But I don't really remember him saying anything super dumb. Like, well, I mean, well, he doesn't know about black people, which is well, odd. Is it cool to be black? He's got. <laughs> Can you get sunburned? You know what, though? Okay. He's got one and a half close black friends. So. It seems odd. He doesn't know about black people. But on the other hand, this is a time when white folks weren't that curious about black people, even if you're close friends. And I've had multiple white friends ask if I can get sunburned. So, like, that's something that happens. Um, I guess, yeah. yeah. They they needed to make him a lot dumber than this. I used to watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie. 
No. I think no, no, no. I think single D Ed is no. a dumb one. No, no. No, no, we didn't need that. I don't think he's dumb. I just think he's quiet. <laughs> they, call, they call him fourth grade because he's so dumb. No, no I think he just because he's dumb. It's because he's quiet. It, it was a trope. As quiet it's as like, a fourth grader. No, no, for, 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 like, so, like since the 1900s, if you were quiet, you were You're holding slow. something back. You're slow. Well, I guess that's fair. I, I guess um, that held. I guess that held to the mid 90s. That's the really. That's the only answer yeah. I could come up with to why they think he's dumb. I think he's just—he's quiet, that. naive a little bit, and then when he does open his mouth, he does say weird shit. But that's not—I think he's curious, <laughs> and I think his curious nature. Like I feel like he, when they finally do let him talk, like oh, these weird questions. I'm gonna ask him. Shut your mouth! You're always talking. What are you doing? <laughs> quiet. Hey. So, you know what question I realized he asked? Should I talk yeah. about it here? Yeah. Are we going to talk about it? I, I don't know. Go for it. The first time that Stevie walks in the skate shop and he, they're playing Would You Rather. Oh, God. That was his question. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it, but we can right now. The Would You Rather in this movie is Would You Rather Suck Your Dad's Dick or Prefer a Cunnilingus on Your Mom? Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. That's a wild question to ask, and fuck shit's answer is the wildest answer to possibly give. Yeah. Um, and fourth grade is like, okay, can we act, can we take it back? Can we act like I never asked it? So he recognizes at like, this point, once it's fuck out of shit's like, no, I'm making plans now. So, so fuck shit's answer to this is that he would rather, what, drug and rape his mom? He needs than... to drug both of them. He's like, I'm drugging whoever it is, I'm drugging them. Okay. Because I don't want to do it fully conscious. And then someone's like, you're like, going to rape your conscious. parents. <laughs> and he's like, fuck yeah, I'd rape one of my parents. And it's just like, yeah, what is happening? This is, again, the first time we see these people. This is our introduction mm-hmm. to Stevie's new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck shit has more charisma than everyone else combined. Um, mm-hmm. He is, everyone seems like no one love him. Even we have the one scene where women in the movie get to speak. And, like, they're like, yeah, he's a fucking dog, but, like, his hair is dreamy. <laughs> like, everyone just fucking loves fuck shit. It is good hair. It is good hair. His hair is great. His hair is fantastic. Um, he is the most quick to mouth off on somebody. And, like, they do, they do a pretty good job of this, I think. For the most part, they show us these kids as being, like, fun-loving, like, happy kids. We see a couple of scenes where they like intimidate and scare strangers. And I'm like, yeah, because like shitty teenagers on skateboards in 95, 96, they would have scared squares. Um, yeah. I, I thought, so there's a scene where he goes off on Ian. I thought Ian was going to beat the hell out of him, but he like legit scared Ian off. Good face acting out of Ian in this scene. But like well, Lucas Hedges is like a. A very he's, he's like a legitimate actor. actor. He's yeah. like the act like he and he and Catherine Waterston are like the only actual actors in this film. I feel like yeah, yeah. but that, I, that was a good scene. I thought yeah, I couldn't tell in that scene was he expecting like I guess he wouldn't want Stevie to stand up for him, but yeah, it was that was like a he was stuck between tell. a rock and a hard place. He can't engage because he's gonna get his ass beat. Yeah, <laughs> probably by your little brother. You but, would definitely jump in. He's like, I don't want to look like a punk in front of my little brother. Uh, I don't envy Ian well, in that scene. I, I think, I, I think, I don't think he was waiting for like Stevie to step up for him because we've seen you abuse Stevie. I That's think true. it might have been like, I don't want Stevie to see me act this way. Like we see, we'll talk about Ian in a little bit, but like we see him as the movie goes on, get like increasingly concerned for his brother and like the crowd he's keeping. 
So yeah. I think it might have been like, I don't want him to see me, you know, respond in this way. I don't know why he would feel that way, but like, regardless, I thought that was a, a really good scene. I also thought Ian was going to pull a gun as he's walking away. You see oh, him boy. like mess with his waistband. And I'm like, is he going to pull a gun and shoot fuck shit? Oh, he terrible. didn't shoot fuck shit. Um, but fuck shit, we find out used to be Ray's best friend. Um, he has since become an addict, doesn't really have the same ambition that he used to. Uh, this felt like a lot of the friendships that I had at the time. Not that my friends became drug addicts, but like we had stuff in common as like elementary or middle school kids. We get older, we get exposed to different things. We kind of start getting interested in different things. And like, this is that weird time where it's like, yeah, we're still hanging out with each other because we have enough overlap in our interests, but like we're, we're, we're going in different directions at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair. But there's, there's also that scene where like, so I guess Dave, you didn't pick up on it, but fuck shit. Like at one point they're like watching a video and they're like, man, these dudes are skating in Paris. Imagine being in Paris and like they're eating it all, like staying in the best restaurants, eating all this good food. And fuck shit's like, I've been to Paris. It's not that great. Those people suck. And they're like, you went with your parents. Mm, right. You went to Paris when you were 14. Yeah. And then there's like another scene where like he has a car. They're talking about whatever. So that makes it like pretty cl- And like when the parents take the car away, then they're also talking about school, and he's like, "That's my parents' thing. Yeah. They went to college. They do all that. And get I, I all the money." I think he said his parents went to Harvard. Yeah, because he was like, "I'm not. I'm not going to go to Harvard. My parents did that." And I'm like, "Okay, so like, you you're a rich child, just like a piece of shit." Is what happened to you? Yeah, maybe I was just all the other bad stuff. I was focused on all that. Have, yeah, because yeah, because like Ray gets in. That's when Ray starts to get annoyed with him. He's like, "Yeah, you can get out of here, man." Like skating's my only shot like you have other <clears throat> options yeah and you're yes. pissing this away so like that's like you're starting to see like the groundwork get laid I mean, ray <laughs> ray is definitely better than the rest of these kids um yes. ray is the benny the jet rodriguez of this movie like mm-hmm. he's better than everyone else has like sage advice all the time yeah. um, the last scene in the sandlot he just goes yeah thumbs up to the booth <laughs> i will never forget it Never forget it. He's the best skater in this crew. They say in the beginning that Ray and fuck shit basically do all the same moves, but that Ray has like better style than everyone else, which like Mm -hmm. that again to me plays in with the fuck shit thing where Ray's looking at him and he's like, you could be special and like, you're just fucking not. And that that's gotta be irritating. You know, to know how hard you're working, see somebody who's basically as good as you, but like doesn't try at all. Yeah. That's gotta be, and it's your best friend. Um, Ray is here to have a good time, but always keeping his eyes on the prize. Like he, he very much wants to get out of here. He wants to use skating to leave this area. Um, they do a good job of showing his evolution. Like in the beginning, he's just like everyone else in the crew. Like he's just another guy that skates, but like there's a bunch of moments where he says or does little things that reveal that he's not like as careless as the other kids. Um, there's a couple of moments where you like see him talking to other pro skaters while the other kids are like, you know, drinking and smoking and he's like having a conversation or he takes the 40 away from Stevie and is like, you've had enough cause you're in kindergarten. This is a lot of yes. beer for a kid your age. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's too much. Yeah. Or like even when they're riding the bus and I think, uh, cause I have to ride the bus cause like fuck shit's parents got mad. So they took the car away. And I yep. think he's like handing out Addie's and like yeah. Ray's like, yep. don't give don't give these little kids drugs. Mm-hmm. And fuck shit's like, oh, come on. They can make their own decision. It's not, it's not that big a deal. And 
even Stevie's like, are you sure this is okay? And he's like, a doctor <laughs> prescribed it to me. A doctor can't give you anything that's not good for you, right? right. Come on, man. And it's just looks like, yeah. And then Ray, I don't think Ray takes the knee. And he just kind of no. turns his back and like looks out the window and is like, not here for this. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a number of those moments where they, frankly, it's a little bit overdone. Where it's like, if, if Ray is this serious, he would not be hanging out with these kids. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's got other friends. Go be serious and be with your other friends. Well, I wonder, is it just that, like, does... So, I guess one thing I couldn't understand about the skate shop. Does Ray work there and the rest of them just come hang out? Like, I think Ray and Fuckshit both work there. Oh, okay. I think. I don't I don't know. I, I assume Ruben does not because he made a big Correct. deal about having to, like, save up to buy his board. Yeah. While Ray's just giving these shits out willy-nilly. Um, well, that was, like, nice. Because when does he... Because he gives... He gives Stevie a board. After Stevie fucking almost plummets to his death. Oh, that's that right. Was <laughs> the one comic part in it. It was just, just look at them. I've never seen someone fall that flat before. Yo, it's amazing. Stevie falls amazing. through a hole, you guys, and he probably drops yep. down like 15 feet. <laughs> it lands on a on like a picnic table. And yes. they show him from above. He's got like one arm kind of bent behind his back. Like, the yeah. fact that he only went up with a cut on his forehead and not with like broken anything. Seriously, I'm like, okay, so this is where we cut to him in a full body cast for the rest of the film. Yes. He fell yep. through a fucking hole, hard. Mm-hmm. Not a hole. It's like because they're they're skating on the roof gap. of the school. <laughs> yeah, it's, and sun, it's like it's sunlight. Yeah, it's like a yeah. courtyard Skylight. type of situation. And fuck shit and Ray are nailing it, flipping over it. It's great. Ruben starts to go and get scared and he stops. And Ruben, you can tell from like pretty early on, not a fan of jealous of, of Stevie. Yeah, jealous of Stevie. And then he's like, Stevie goes like, Come on, man, you got it. And Ruben's like, Shut the fuck up, man. Bag it. You sound gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. You're yep. encouraging me. Gay. Sorry for the F bomb. Yeah. Well, so then it's like, from the movie. Steve, that's that's a quote. That's what he says. So then Stevie goes. And Ray's like, you're not going fast enough. He's barely moving. And then he just... (laughs) So hard. Oh, he fell hard. So hard. I feel like in that moment is kind of where we see uh, Ray, like, take Stevie under his skin. Before that, Stevie is... Wing? Oh, under under his under his His skin wing. (laughs) Under his skin. (laughs) Putting him in his skin. Just letting him, like, meld with his Uh body like a weird... Like Twin eating. Sorry. Like a tick. Okay. Um, before this, though, like we see, I thought that Stevie and Ruben were going to be like the two that we follow through the course of the movie. As you said, Ruben gets jealous. Um, like, like day right, one. Well, he's he's okay with Stevie being there in the very beginning. No, he's not. He, well, no, because he's the first one he talks to. I mean, he does call them gay 45 times, but like... And he's like, you gotta look up to me. You're just a little kid, man. Like, I think he likes it because all of a sudden he's not the youngest anymore. That's true. That seemed to be the case. But then yeah. after he nearly dies, because he he sells his old board to Stevie. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevie uses that board when he nearly dies. Then um, Ray just gives Stevie, like, a new board. I thought the scene of him skipping, setting the board up was pretty sweet to yeah. watch. Like how cool. adoring he was of, you know, watching Ray kind of put the grip tape on and all that. Um, but at that point, Ruben's like, fuck you, I'm done. Like, you know, you, you're, you're getting all the fun shit. I had to save up for a board, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but, but he plants was, seeds earlier. Yeah. 
But you could tell it's happening. Yeah, they do a good job of just showing him give like a, a sneer or like a side eye. There's a couple of moments where it happens, and I'm like, they're doing a good job of showing us this without like Ruben just blowing up at him until he blows up at him and gets his ass kicked. Because Stevie's abused at home too. He can also fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's like what I wrote towards the end of my notes because then it's also like they're at that event where there's like pro skaters and Ray's talking to pro skaters and everybody else is like kind of getting mad and upset and jealous and just acting like trifling, just <laughs> truly trifling. And I was like, oh. Boys can be just as dramatic as girls because, like, Ray is the queen bee who everybody wants Ray's attention. And now all of a sudden, he's not, the sun is not on them and they start to get real pissy. I guess that's true. I don't really think of Ray as the queen bee, though, because he's the queen he's, bee. He's not mean to anybody. No, he's not. You don't always have to be mean, but people want that sunshine on them. They want his attention, they want his affection. He's like, mm. what was that? Um, what was that? The 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 girl that died from Jawbreaker, uh, Liz Purr. Yes, he's like Liz Purr, where he's like, you're the most popular one, but also you're like the nicest to everybody and the best at everything. Like you're yeah. just a good person. Yeah, yeah. that's accurate. Uh, not a good person is yeah. Ian, Stevie's older brother. Um, I I need to touch base with you guys. How far apart in age do we think Ian and Stevie are supposed to be? Ian's like thirty seven. And, he's 18, uh, supposedly. Uh, fine, fine, whatever you say. It seems like he's lived a lot of life. They but look- he, yeah, just so significantly older. And just, I understand kids can be small at oh, he's huge, 12, 13. But it's just so profound. Yeah. Incredible. I just, yeah. it, I maybe mean, they, they, they could have different, maybe Ian's dad's like 6'5", and like, or maybe Steve just Stevie's hasn't really hit puberty yet. I mean, it's the same. Yeah. I, I, because it just didn't. Well, we we'll talk I, about I his know. his mom shortly like, here, but they <laughs> definitely have different dads. But if you had That's been like, nothing. okay, Stevie's ten, and Ian's eighteen, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, I buy it, I yeah. buy it. Mm-hmm. For this to be a five year age gap, I'm like, you got to grow quick, bud. Um, yeah. it, it seems from the very beginning that like Ian hates Stevie's guts. The first thing we see. The, the the very first thing in the movie is Stevie going fully face first into a wall, and then Ian mounts him and like really is punching him. Like mm-hmm. these, I I have been in a handful of like fake fights with my brother, like maybe three lifetime. This dude is throwing like legit haymakers to Stevie's face. Yes. Like, he's laying on the ground, just getting punched in the face repeatedly. I'm like, well, this is not regular brother fighting. Mm-hmm. Well, look like it hurt. Look like it hurt a lot. Yeah, I think like up until the one thing where he does legitimately like punch him in the face, I think he tries to keep it not on the face. Because if you notice all the bruises are on, bruise. yeah, are on. I think he tries to keep it like under the clothes. Could be that's, to hide that's it. That's even more sinister. <laughs> oh, it's likely. a thousand percent more sinister. But I think he knows that like I shouldn't be beating mm-hmm. up on him, but I have rage issues and I don't know where to put it. It's, it's mm-hmm. my will that rap music he listens to. Um, yes. I will say, and that, there's not that, a father, so like, there's not a father, obviously. <laughs> Clearly, rap music and no dad, just rage. You're doomed for life. Yes. Um, this they had a scene that I I thought like really resonated with me being a younger brother. And that's when um Stevie goes into Ian's room in the beginning of the movie. Like this is super relatable. I had a really cool older brother when I was this age. And, like, I definitely remember rushing into his room whenever he was going to be gone for a few hours. And, like, I wasn't supposed to be in there. 
he wouldn't have gotten really mad at me, but like I wasn't supposed to be in there. And like I can recall looking at his magazines and his CDs and his hats and stuff, just like Stevie did. So I'm like, this this feels super accurate to me. I never like wrote down the name of the artists that he listened to, but like aside from that, this is pretty much what it was like to be a 13 year old little brother. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was doing reconnaissance for the eventual birthday present or if he was like, I need to write this shit down so like I can go buy it one day when I have money to buy it. I also that's that's a good point. I I assumed it was him like curating his future playlist, but then we do see him buy a CD. So I wonder if he was like writing down he he wrote down Fat Joe. It's like mm-hmm. okay. Um, so I'm wondering if he wrote down the Fat Joe album or albums that his brother had, and then like that was what I couldn't tell what CD that was that he bought him. They didn't show us that well. It was in the trivia, but I have since clicked away. Um, but yeah, it was just interesting. I also wrote in my notes because you hear the brother yell like, "Don't go in my room!" Yeah, uh, and he goes straight in. I was like, "Little boy's got a death wish." Yeah, but that's <laughs> you, 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 you want to risk it at that. That's surprising. And you see the other stuff. Doesn't seem to care about getting hurt. So yeah. Ian, um, they they at least want us to believe he's a pretty shitty kid too. I don't actually know if he's that bad though. Like he seems to try to talk sense into Stevie more than once or twice to like try to keep him out of trouble. And he said he doesn't fight. Fuck shit. It's like I I'm I don't know if he's actually a bad kid or if he just like has that kind of a look about him because that's how you're supposed to look when you love hip hop at that age. Well, mm. I think at first, because like I think it's your next one. He like Stevie needs money. So he encourages Stevie. You want forty dollars? Go steal. Mom's Dog got mom. money. Take forty for yourself, take forty for me. Like, boom, let's yeah. get it done. So I think there are and then the mom's like, I know Ian did it. Oh, that and was sad. It was just and like so I think there's like this, because he even talks to him later about it, how like mom used to be different when I was your age or before you came around. And I think there is like initially like seeds of resentment that like mom yes. has got her shit together now, but she had me when she was 18 and she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. Yeah. And you get all the benefit. But then I think like once stevie like i think once he sees the people that stevie's hanging out with i think he changes his tune a little bit and it's just like oh man my little brother's going down a fucking path this little bitch has been given a much better life than me and he's gonna fuck it up that's not look at him yeah basically in that scene are we saying that their mom used to be a sex worker is mom a sex worker now? I she don't might know. be now. That's I why I'm saying know. we the movie needed to be longer or something. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be longer. It's an hour I was and 24 fine. minutes with credits. <laughs> you can okay make this that. hour and 36 and show me something. Because like we see, you know, as we as we mentioned, um, the director of kids walks. I think he walks like past Stevie and bumps into him in the hallway while like zipping up his pants, leaving mom's room. So obviously he's got done boning, but like. Ian then says, you know, when they were younger, there were guys like that that were in and out of the house all the time and they were making fuck noises. So I'm like, so I, I, it seems like mom has gotten her shit together for a few years. But maybe she's like backsliding now. I needed to explain this or just take it out of the movie. But you can't, you can't set this up for 30 seconds and then be like, yeah, we're not going to explain that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there was like a, 
a scene because I think she like talks about like falling for people or not falling for people and I just don't know if like is that she dates too much or like yeah that was like very unclear and I think maybe they wanted it to be unclear I don't know I guess so um let's let's talk about as Dana said this little bitch Stevie um so we've we've talked a little bit about you know he looks super young um in that one scene his mom definitely treats him like he's a little kid and like Ian is obviously older and could do bad things, but little Stevie could never, but we're introduced to him basically via self-harm. Like one of the first things we see him do after he gets, you know, face first into the wall, he's like looking in the mirror and pressing his fingers into a giant bruise on his chest. Yeah. I think that might be before he even says a word in the movie. And I, I did not really get what he was doing at the time. It's like, first bruise like you're not curious but i don't know what that was about until let me see what happens later on it was a bit much i mean i i, I didn't know either uh, i was i saw him doing that i'm like oh maybe he's trying to like move some stuff around no no he's just he just wants to because I, I remember ha- getting bruises when i was a six-year-old kid like he is um and just kind of like pushing <laughs> and seeing if i could make it different colors and stuff i'm like that's fine but he was pretty aggressive with it. So he was really I didn't, I didn't think it was that. But yeah, I didn't really get the full magnitude of his uh, habit until later. So the second time we see him engage in self-harm, I, I had a glare on my screen. I couldn't tell what he picked up here. He's about to steal the money from his mom. He's at this point decided to steal it, but hasn't taken it yet. And he grabs something from her dresser and like really goes down to on his thigh with it i couldn't it's tell comb. if it was it's a, a brush comb. okay it's a brush like a okay, hard like bristle a hard, brush okay i couldn't tell if that was a brush or a lint roller either way it's gonna hurt but yeah. like mm-hmm. brush probably sure worse quite frankly yeah yeah it kind of feels like in this moment he just self-harms when he's like really overwhelmed like he was yeah. having a hard time dealing with shit he just kind of hurts himself and i'm like that's that's super sad especially for a kid that age um yeah. the last one hardest to watch and as dave said you know hanging is a tough word he he strangles himself aggressively with a super nintendo cord like the controller cord and in my mind i'm like oh this is way more serious than i thought like this is bad like ian has literally just whooped his ass in the kitchen because he came home hella drunk wasted Mm -hmm. making so much noise hella stoned Pissing in his backyard, making yeah. a shit ton of noise. He slammed that sliding glass door. Oh my god! And then threw doing? a skateboard. Like yeah. Ian is not happy. And then I had to like rewatch, rewind the scene because I was like a little confused. But like Ian, like chases him around the house and like finally gets in the kitchen and starts like wailing on him. Yes. And then I think he realizes like, ah, I'm part of the problem. I shouldn't be wailing on him, which. That leads to a whole Boy, him screeching. Hysterical crying. Scream crying. Yeah. So then Stevie goes into his room. Yeah. And tries to choke himself out, which I don't know how they pulled that off. That scene was. You see I this mean, little five year old strangling looking, himself. Looking like, right at child us, too. With the Didn't need him looking right at us when he no. was doing it. And the way the skin was moving, I'm like, this. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. you did to make this okay, but goddamn, kid. Yeah. Uh, he goes from being a struggling like struggling to smoke his first cigarette um, 
to being like a full-blown smoker, drinker, pothead all in the span of a, a few months, maybe even faster than that. At the a house party, he says he's been hanging out with them for a couple of months. And by that point, he's big into everything they're doing. Um, but this is another case where the movie should have been longer to me. Like it's no Dana. No, it should have been a three-hour epic. Like it's, we, it's we, needed, we, we needed forty-five more seconds of him. To, no, we not not like that. It's just but, it's, uh, it was hard for me to get a feeling for how long the movie takes place over because we don't okay. see him develop these habits. You see him like cough, smoking one cigarette, then all of a sudden he's just got a pack in his pocket, and I'm like, well, I need to see the evolution. He's a quick learner. I think they're just like. I think yeah. what it's showing is like, because something that's like not super addressed is the fact that like neither son has friends. Stevie went to like screaming that at Ian. So like, what's up with them that they're, Ian's almost 18 or is 18. Stevie's supposedly 13 and they have no friends. So I think it's just like, Stevie's just like, I'm just, and you could see in the early going, he's just like the sweet, innocent little baby face. Like, Anytime something kind of nice happens, he like smiles and looks around. Like, I can't Very believe exciting. they like me. Yeah. They like me. They really like me. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, <laughs> and then I just think he's just like, whatever it takes to impress these guys, I'm going to do, yeah. which yeah. is why he like jumps in that fucking hole and damn near dies. Like, Should have died. <laughs> like, you're right. It's weird that, I mean, I, we don't know enough about Ian to say he has no friends. He probably, I mean, he, he yells that at him, but like, who fucking knows for sure. For yeah. sure, though, Stevie has no friends his age. And he's definitely at that age where you think he'd have like a best friend who's just maturing differently than him. Yeah. Like a kid who still wants to play pogs all day long. Like doesn't get why he wants to hang out with older kids or a kid who matured faster and is like full on girl crazy. And Stevie feels like he's left behind and kind of out here drifting. But so far as we can tell, he has zero other friends, which that seemed odd to me. Yeah. Like, if they've been like, oh, they just moved to town, like anything, because it yeah. just was like, what is so wrong with this family that no one wants me? I don't know what mom it's, does it's for weird. a living. I think we know. <laughs> I, I think we all know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it was interesting, especially at the mom, one point where like the mom, catches stevie with these kids like on multiple occasions and it she never really seems to forbid him um but she's like are they from good at the end Uh, um she forbids them from talking to him uh, i think they still are hanging out um for sure are but she does like stay away from my boy or whatever but then she lets them at at the we'll get to it um but (laughs) i just when she asked them like do they come from good families i was like is this a good family? Right, like, <laughs> like, sliding scale, like <laughs> compared to who? Yeah, about that. Yeah, um, I was like, is this coded language for like are they are they people of color? I mean, that may have been. There's not a Jew there, is there? Um, Very interesting. Now, you know what? Didn't even think about it. <laughs> Very interesting. Very I, I interesting. We've we've mentioned Stevie's age about a thousand times here, and that is mostly because we got to talk about this sex scene, y'all. Um, okay. Do, okay. Do we? Do we really? I, don't want I, to. We, we I think to. we'll. We might go to jail just having seen it. I'm so, so uncomfortable. Have you guys watched Pin Fifteen? Uh, yeah. A little okay. bit. Have you okay. watched mm-hmm. Euphoria? Because that's no. where this girl's from. I I know. Mm-hmm. I I'm, yes. I on Pin Fifteen they have obvious grown woman actors playing middle school kids, 
and they have a couple of kissing scenes and they just like zoom super far in on the lips but like obviously it's either two adults kissing or like two teenagers kissing because we can't have you know 40 year old Anna Cone <laughs> kissing a 12 year old boy it's insane um can they just cut away do we actually need to see it on pin 15 they they need to on pin 15 because it's like we want to make this gross and uncomfortable and show how bad they are kissing basically um in this case the age gap between these two is 15 years alex alexa demay or however you say her last name is surprisingly fucking old when i saw that she was born in 1990 i'm like the fuck did you just say to me She's like in her thirties, not at this. Yeah. She's probably twenty-eight, but still, probably. But like, mm. and Stevie is thirteen, and I'm pretty sure they were really kissing on screen. I'm like, I didn't mm, like it. I don't, I I don't like feel it. good about this. I don't, I don't feel like good. It. But I don't like it even even if Alexa Demay was like the right age, like if you if you truly just like stay in the scene, Stevie's twelve or thirteen. She, if she's hanging around with fuck shit and Ray and them guys, 16, 17, like, I don't know in what world a high schooler is like, yeah, yeah, let me fuck around with a middle schooler. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I'm just not seeing it. it, it seems I don't want to see it. <laughs> I, it I'm, I'm, as we've established, currently watching Real House of Beverly Hills, and there's a scene where Kyle is getting her daughter ready for prom. Her daughter is 16, and her daughter's boyfriend is 22. What? And she's like, they've been together for a couple of years, and I'm like, so he was 20 dating a 14-year-old? Like, we're going to breeze right over this, aren't we? Mm. Um, yeah, even if the age gap was, you know, correct, it's still fucking weird. And, like, I'd, uh, she is the aggressor, which is even weirder here. Like, I could see if it was like, oh, he, you know, has a thing for this girl and was like trying to spit game at her all night and she falls for it. But like, he's over here minding his own business. And then she walks up on him and is like, take them pants off. And I'm like, uh, really? Yeah. I think it's like, she thinks he's sweet. He's like, I just think if he didn't look like he was seven years old, he's a goddamn cherub. Like it's just, and that's wrong. That's wrong on so many. I decided uh, the patriarch, whatever, whatever. Y'all want to come at me for this? <laughs> this is no. It's all bad. So just go for it. Yeah, it's go just ahead. like unacceptable. And I again, I know how old the actress was. And even if I was willing to go, like, if we we're truly in this story, I tried to like put myself in these shoes. And someone was like, "Yo, this middle schooler over here." No. No. Not when yeah. I was sixteen or seventeen. No, no. no. Middle schooler. Get the I, man, fuck out of here. The, I used to uh, work on my car in the driveway in the garage, you know, all day every day. And there were girls across the street from my house. I will say their name off mic because Dave knows these girls. And there was one time I was working on my car, and the two younger of the three sisters, the two younger ones, walked over and like legit tried to spit game. And I'm like, I am seventeen. Working on a vehicle, y'all are, I think, 12 and 13. What do you think is going to happen here? Like, what do you, why do you think this is a good idea? This is a terrible idea. You learned nothing from your sister. It's like these, it was, that was, they were troubled youths. And so, like, to watch this go down, I'm like, yeah, I guess. But I feel like I should be trying to be with fuck shit, I would think. 
everyone else. At least hit on Ruben. Like, God, yeah. not the fucking eight-year-old. <laughs> Ruben has problems. Hit on, hit on, um, what, dumb Daryl, uh, fourth grade. Hit on him. Fourth grade, yeah. <laughs> He's probably fun with it. Um, yeah. now I we have to talk about the way this movie ends because this was incredibly sudden. Really took us from a ten to a twenty-four all of a sudden here. So we get this scene at the end. Um. All the guys are hanging out apparently all day long at like how much I don't know if that was a skate park or if that was in it's the back of the, of the store. Again. Back of the store? It's a, okay. It's the back of the store. They're having like a full on party, like all day long drinking and drugs party. Um we see Ray kind of keeps on looking at fuck shit who is continuously like embarrassing himself to one degree or another. Like he's drinking way too much. He's just being really loud and kind of, kind of a mess. Um, there's a part where he comes over and talks to Ray, who I think Ray is talking to like two of the pro skaters at this point. Yeah. Fuck shit walks over and like can't put two words together and is like kind of stumbling around. And Ray tells him to like leave and then like apologizes profusely to the pro skaters for like them having to deal with him or whatever. All right. We set this all up. So we could see that fuck shit is a disaster, like bliggity blackout drunk. Yeah. He wants to go to a party. It's dark outside now. Ray is the alpha and he gets to make the decisions. Like, all right, guys, let's all get in the truck. And I'm like, okay, why? No. Why? Like, can, can anyone else drive? If not, we all have skateboards. Can we skate to this party? Like, Right. The idea that they all just pile into his truck when he is this drunk, I'm like, well, I this is, seems out of character even for Ray. Yeah. yeah. And they were all sharing the same forty. I'm not sure how it happened, but I mean, well, we saw <laughs> poor Stevie I, go try to chug kidding. an entire forty in the bathroom. Yeah. That was yeah. that was just so because like I wonder if he's like, I know people are. That was just like a weird part to me because I was like, I wonder if he's like, I know because what happens like. After that huge fight, he's, like, so upset. He tries to strangle himself, whatever. Um, the mom takes him to the thing, and he sh- loses his shit at her. He's like, fuck blows, you. Don't fucking know what I mean. She was like, no, no, I just want to talk to you. I'm like, D- you've lost control. The kid's screaming, fuck you. Shut the fuck up in your face. And you're just like, no, oh, no. Just <laughs> scream. Like, it was wild. It was insane. But then she leaves him at the skate shop, and that's where, like, Ray tries to tell him that, like, well, like, Ruben Everyone's gets beat. Yeah. Fourth grade is, like, literally p- super poor. The, can't afford socks. That I know can't afford socks. Yeah. Like, not everybody's life is so great. And they wind up, like, skating. And they sleep out on a park. So I'm just, like, does he know that Ray is watching him? So, like, he goes in the bathroom and, like, downs a 40. Like, I just didn't oh, understand. Okay. That could why be the he case. felt the need to drink hmm. in secret. That, I, I don't. I thought it was just one of those things where he's just like, well, I have my 40. I'm in the bathroom. Might as well just like kill yeah. it right now. It's like, I feel nervous I for whatever reason. I'm around a lot of people. It's probably some of that. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm having a lot of weird feelings. So. See, if the movie was longer, All they this. could explain that. Yes. No. Please. <laughs> Disney's reading longer. But I just thought it was because you're like, they had that beautiful moment. So you're like, maybe sunburn is gonna like get his shit together because like ray talked to him and it's like hey man everybody's life fucking sucks nut up and like carry on with your life like it's kind of yeah and that's what i was like that was kind of sad okay so yeah so they've had that 
uh, yeah, so he's chugging the 40, stealing 40s from people. <laughs> they get in this car and... Uh, of course they crash. Of I mean, course. They, they gave us a head fake about this first where, like, you hear the sound of a car crash and, like, screams for an eighth of a second when you're looking mm-hmm. at fourth grade. And yeah. then and they, they set up earlier that Ray's little brother died from being hit by a car like three yeah. years ago. So like we've kind of planted the seeds. I think of all people, he'd be the most he'd be like, let's not get in that car. I don't want to die. Um yeah. yeah, they give us the fake crash sounds and then they do the actual crash to the point that I was like, Oh, this like another head fake. Like it's not a real crash. And the truck's on its side. Um, apparently the only one hurt was Stevie, which seems real weird to me. Wild. Like, not a scrape. He's in the middle. He's in the middle of the back seat. You would no, think. No, no, no. He's riding shotgun. He's riding shotgun? Who was in the middle? Was that Ruben in the back in the middle? Ray. Ruben was uh, oh. to his right. Okay. All right. Well, that makes more sense because I'm like, how did Bad he... decision, Ray. He was supposed to be the one who's like <laughs> making some good, good decisions occasions. Like, I'll let him drive. Yeah. Insane. This is great. He's this like, I great. won't ride shotgun. But yeah. I'll let him drive. Like, can drive. Yeah. I think he fell asleep for a second while driving. You see him like laugh and throw his head back, and then he like stops laughing and his head stays back. I'm like, did he just pass yeah. out? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the Stevie winds up hurt pretty bad. We don't know Again, what his injuries are. Thought he was dead. Thought he died. For the second time, thought he died. Mm-hmm. Frankly, the third time, I thought Ian was going to beat him to death when he like That's ratted true. him out for stealing from his mom. He just jumped him in bed and beat the shit out of him. Forgot about um, we didn't mention that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Stevie so makes then, wild choices because he keeps like he won't rat out. He won't be like, "Yeah, we did it together." And it's like, motherfucker, he's gonna whoop your ass later, and he does. Yeah. And it's like, oh, when when fuck Lock shit your starts, door, Stevie. Yeah, when fuck shit starts like getting up in Stevie Ian's face and scares him off, I was like, "Yo, don't make eye contact with Ian during this," because guess what? He's yeah. gonna fuck you up later. Yeah. What does he do? Fucks him, him up later. later. Yeah. You gotta learn how to fight, buddy. Um, it's called it's called profound mental illness. You don't care all that much. You think about it, you're like, "That's gonna happen," but maybe it won't. Yeah, I'll, I'll do this thing that might be fun right now. Sure, this all checks. Oh out. no, yeah. Oh no, yeah. It, no, it doesn't check out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's all so, dumb. So the skaters uh, spend the night sleeping in like the hospital lobby or the emergency room or whatever. I think this is supposed to show us they all have hearts of gold. Because, like, I could see them, like, taking him to the hospital, but all of them sleeping there. Where are they going to go? Ruben's not going home. Fuck, I thought it'd be more of a home. Yeah, I thought it'd be more of a, I'm going to drop you off in the drive up. In what car? It's on its fucking side. They have no way to push him him through the sliding doors on a skateboard. We're going to walk you up, and then that's it. I, yeah. I it, it makes sense but that they Ray stays there. I get why Ray yeah. would stay. He's already lost a little brother. He probably looks at Stevie as a little brother kind of character. I, I don't know why fuck shit stays other than like he probably can't leave because he's blackout drunk. Fourth mm-hmm. grade and Ruben. Ruben doesn't want to go and get beat. Fourth grade, go to your poor house. Go to your hovel. It's safe. Like, I, it, it's odd. Yeah. There's a hovel, right? How like, fuck shit, like, <laughs> Isn't arrested uh, or like? Oh no! <laughs> Fuck shit should that's, be in prison. That's true. That's tomorrow. Maybe the next day if the LAPD is too busy. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I well, guess. The, they'll find the car eventually, and they'll, they'll do their due diligence. Do you think they just them. left so the right car now, there and got I out? Do. And you know what? Now that, hey, I'm <laughs> starting to think. 
I figured they, that, that they would have just dumped him out, but you're like, yep, that car was flipped over, so it's sitting somewhere. Yeah, that Where? car was on I don't its know. side. No idea. Uh, um, uh, unless they had some kind of strength where they flipped it back over and then drove it again, maybe. Those nah. they're, 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 they're all pretty yeah, They're not very happen. small. Not very small. Yeah. So the mom shows up, uh, I think, like in the morning, which I'm a little bit like, this crash happened last night. You... Oh. It was sunny when she, she got there. Do you think she showed up? Or I thought she was like coming from the room. Oh, you, you think she was there already, and then she was just like walking through and saw them. Yeah, because like okay. Ian's in the room. I'm like Ian is in the room. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So she she sees all the skaters asleep, and I thought she was gonna go off on them again. Like I told yep. you, stay the fuck away from my kid. Like yep. he almost died because of your asses. Mm-hmm. But she's like, oh, you guys, and I'm like. No. So this is why your kids are the way they are. <laughs> this is this is what it stems from. Um, at the end of the movie, like she she wakes up Ray and like tells the boys to go in there to go see Stevie. They go in there. They all just kind of talk about how tough he is for surviving a car accident. And then, without saying anything, fourth grade like hops up, and plugs in his camcorder to the TV in the room, which I don't think you can do. You need to have your own cords for that. It didn't seem like mm-hmm. pull the, I think you just pulled the cord from the back of the TV. Like you should have your own like RCA hookups in your backpack yeah. or something for this. Yeah, seemed convenient for me. Um, it's yeah. those red, red, red yellow, 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 and white. White, yeah, yeah, maybe. sometimes they're blue, sometimes they're green. You uh-huh. have to figure it all out in your own. Oh, if, if you get an orange one, so so he plays this movie. And it is exactly the kind of movie I thought he'd be making. Looks very mm-hmm. accurate for the era. A lot of quick cuts, um, a lot of fisheye lens, a lot of out-of-context dialogue and dudes high-fiving and falling down. But I'm like, yeah, this... My brother used to work at this store called Mr. Rags. Mr. Rags sold skate shit, yep. skate mm-hmm. clothes, and also like hip-hop stuff. So these kids yep. would have loved it there. But you walk into Mr. Rags, this is the video they have playing on all the screens all the time. Just fisheye lens of like a guy doing like a 360 flip or some shit, like down the flight of stairs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. what it was. It's meant to be what was happening when they that, weren't filming. That it felt, it felt very real. I'm like, I'm happy that they have this. This is well done. But that's the end of the fucking movie. Like, that's it. <laughs> there's, there's no conclusion after that. It's just. And the yeah. name of the video, the title of the movie. Midnight. This is the whole point. But strong all baby building up to this. Strong all baby. building up to this. It's we Game made it. Drones all over again. <laughs> awesome. Great. So uh, I, I I think I know Dana's answer to this, and I'm I'm stealing this question from you because you stole it from the rewatchables. Yeah. Should this have been a streaming series? Dana says no. Dave. No. I can see, give me like six 30 minute episodes. We could have learned a lot more. Um, uh-huh. This exact tone for, for six but, 30 minute episodes? But do I, the thing is, do I care enough? And would it have depressed me so much after episode one or two that I would have kept going? I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I, this was probably as good as this sad of a story could have been personally. But uh, maybe there was something there because you, you, you kept saying, it needs to be. I, I could have used more. I could have used more. Explain to me why. It's, well, it's the end, personally. Okay. I <laughs> say it should have been a streaming series. 
Yeah. Um, number one, I think the tone changes if it's a streaming series. Like mm-hmm. you get yeah. you by default, you're gonna fill out those extra three episodes with like lighter stuff and show them having fun together. Like it if it was this tone, then fuck, I'm not trying to watch that. Um Do you think right. there's like less hard because like would there be less horrible things, do you think, if they stretched it? I don't know if I'd say less. Um but I think, okay, number one, um, I think if you do a full series, you can sprinkle in the dark shit instead of kind of piling it all stacked on top of each other. Like, we would for sure have an episode where, like, we see Ruben get abused at his house. That would God, have to happen. I but that. I think you also, you show that in, like, bits and pieces of flashbacks or whatever, while Ruben is just, like, going about living his day as, like, a ne'er-do-well. Like mm-hmm. with, with stealing, you know, a, a soda from the convenience store, uh, hitting a mailbox with a baseball bat, whatever. Like he would, he'd be goofing off all day, and then you get cuts to how dark his life is. Um, I need a story arc where Team X Blades tries to recruit Ray, and he has to decide whether to be a soul skater. I need no, that. No, no, He's no. He's obviously no, good no. to go pro. X Blades would be ridiculous. all over him, and Val would be intimidated by this guy because he's cool as shit. Um. Fuck shit is a half black child of seemingly straight laced professional parents. Like he mentions that he doesn't live in the hood. I want to see an episode where his parents have like a fancy dinner party and he makes an ass of himself or like they're having like their a work. Their boss is coming over and he has to like act right for one time. and He can't fucking pull it off. I think it'd be yeah. hard to like thread. the. I don't I think it'd be hard to thread the needle. And then I think I've asked this before. But if you, did you all ever watch the show? It was like only one season, which was very unfortunate. But um, Daybreak on Netflix. We've discussed that I have not watched it. Again, highly recommend. <laughs> it's all the adults become zombies. This and is all, the teens, all the teens right? are like normal. But what they do is like, so they establish the main character over a couple of episodes. And then they have a few episodes where each side character gets to tell like their story their way and the, Give me the that. yeah like the black kid is like really into samurai ninja stuff so his episode is like anime but with like a rizza soundtrack so it's like the rizza's and it's like that samurai episode shampoo had that yeah like okay. perfection so like i think yeah. if you could find a way of like because you couldn't i don't think you could keep the tone the same for each kid no. but like that could be a way you could do it but i'm also I'm not buying. I mean, but imagine, imagine an episode all about fourth grade where it's like him, you see him like in the background of his own shots or like making a movie or whatever for the whole time. Like that, Mm. give me that. These characters didn't really get a whole lot of development despite how much they're on screen. And it's like a little bit of character development from all of these characters and I care about the movie a lot more. The ending is a lot more sort of impactful for me. As it is right now, I'm just like, I don't know these guys for real. Like, I, I think it just, you know, you get to spend a little moment in time. I would say I would do the streaming series if we get a whole episode about Gerard Carmichael's school security guard. Oh, God. That was a fun scene. Like, oh, that, that, was, that, was, that was fun. That was a fun Cheryl Crow-looking motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know who she scene. is, but... You're all the way over there. We're in here. 
what are you gonna do? I'm like, this is this this is good stuff. This that, is good that stuff. That was the moment where we really saw Stevie's character change because he was like, he says we should go, we should leave. And he's yeah. going to leave, like, get the fuck back here. Do not Stop fucking that. leave. No. Yeah, that that was a we needed more of that tone. Yeah. Like that's a funny tone. Like we didn't see these kids be funny except for that one time, basically. And like yeah. I, I mixed in with the, the serious kind of Yeah, it get it's a lot of serious stuff. It's a lot yeah. of serious. They you could have threaded a much better needle, I think, if you stretched it out to say six or so episodes. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. there's or just maybe, one more maybe it's garage. a failure. Yeah. Carmichael, because I think he's saying like y'all need Jesus. They're like Jesus, look at you. You're smoking cigarettes. He's like cigarettes are in the Bible. The Bible's pro cigarettes. The Bible's pro cigarettes. Jesus smoked cigarettes. Oh yeah, what kind of cigarettes did you smoke? Camels. <laughs> Camels are cools. What the cools? He's right. Jesus Either one. Oh, Either one. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was. I need. I need more of that. Type. Yeah. If you make this movie just them like harassing shopkeeps and stuff, like that'd be, that'd be funnier. Mm, great. And a lot, mm, yeah, great. a lot more entertaining for me. But uh, yeah, one of the things like doing this podcast is taking a look at kind of a minor character and seeing if this movie was the start of big things or the peak of their whole career. So it's time for an IMDb deep dive. Um, tough deep dive this week. Most of these guys don't really have much of a resume. Um, mm-hmm. But I picked Nikkel Smith, who okay. uh, mm. played Ray, of course. Um, okay, I am a little bit confused by some of this here because he only has a total of two credits. Um, he's got this one, and in 2012, uh, he is in a music video um, called Rella with Haji Domogenesis and Tyler the Creator. So I don't know if he's a rapper as well like if he's in, in that if he's, uh, if he's in odd he future odd, or, i think he's an odd future adjacent he, he yeah. seems like it now I'll, yeah. I'll tell you why i think he might be so like i said he only has two credits as an actor um as himself he appeared in an episode of loiter squad which was tyler the creator's really awful show on uh, adult swim um after that like he's in stuff i don't know about so he's in something called away days in 2016 uh cherry bomb the documentary in 2017 um there was like a documentary segment on mid 90s that he was in as himself uh episode of entertainment tonight canada talking about this then he's in a documentary called blessed or maybe it's blessed um but that's in 2016 um there's a lot of skaters in that so i think it's like a, a skate a skate movie um produced mm-hmm. by supreme so that seems about right then uh a tv series called front row flynn but i, d- I don't know what this is because it says he plays himself i think it's, and promotion it's an episode for about mid 90s so yeah it seems yeah. like he's yeah he's doing promotion um he was in donald glover presents and then he was in godspeed uh in 2020 and monochrome in 2021 godspeed is um like an indie skating movie it's it's like the kind of movie that uh fourth grade was making basically and then monochrome is about like the experience of black skateboarders um it was kind of as the lead up to skating making it to the olympics so it's like a 30 minute documentary um, talking about how uh, a lot of great black skaters never got the kind of opportunities they should have 
because of racism and skateboarding. So like, mm. I think I think he's just like a skater who probably hangs out with Tyler the Creator a lot, and that's why that he's gotten so. in things. Yeah. Um, but I liked him in this movie. I thought he was good. Um, it was good. The that monologue that he has at the end, where he's like, "Yeah, everyone's life fucking sucks." <laughs> that's good acting. Like he was good in this. I was surprised he wasn't in anything after this movie. So I'm like this should have given him, you know, some kind of opportunities to do something. But no, there might that be, was it. There's still time. It could be because one there's of the. Time. One of the guys that's in Godspeed was in a movie that I feel like maybe we could do. Um, Moxie. It's the uh, Amy Poehler movie that she directed yeah. about like teens. So that guy's also a skater. There's okay. another guy. His name is uh, Nico Haraga. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe there's time for Nikel Smith to continue to act when he's not skating. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm very curious what he does for real. Because I was like, oh, I'm sure he's been in like some other things before this and after this. I'm like, no, this is just it. <laughs> this is the only time he ever acted, really. Yep. Um, so I yeah, I'm, Nico's I'm also in Booksmart. I forgot to. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy that hooks up with the teacher, right? No. No, not him. <laughs> that guy's in Stranger Things now. No, he's Tanner. He's like the Asian kid in the overalls. Oh, he's like okay. nice, and they're like he's yeah. like I'm going to Stanford. What the fuck are you talking? Yeah, about? <laughs> <laughs> swimming scholarship at Stanford. <laughs> oh God. All right. Um. Well, that does bring us to the end of this episode, and just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to end out some superlatives. Uh, fourth grade is most likely to dust off his old footage and turn it into a feature-length documentary to capitalize on 90s nostalgia. It would mm. be a hit on Hulu for sure. True. Yeah. Ruben is most likely to still frequently use homophobic slurs in 2022. Yes. Fuck shit is most likely to make videos, uh, make TikTok videos about his time-tested hair care process. I will say, for a piece Beautiful. of shit kid, his hair looked glorious. Delightful. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Ray is most likely to start a skateboarding program to help at-risk youth keep off the streets. Yeah. Ian is most likely to be furious at the state of hip-hop in 2022. I, he, he'd be that guy that's just like, I'm fucking sick of this shit. <laughs> he'd be so <laughs> angry about where it's gone. Yeah. And Stevie is most likely to have a heart-to-heart with his mom, which begins with her saying, you're at a crossroads, son. It's time for you to decide whether you want to get it together like your brother did or wind up like fuck shit, living out on the streets and making a spare change. It's gonna be the it's same as close that, to the right um, time period, right? I think we could uh, put that in there. Yeah, a couple years. I'll see you at the right crossroads or you're gonna die. That's what it's about. I mean, it's, it, the speech is going to be like the one that um, Lawrence Fishburne gives uh, to Cuba Gooding Jr. in Boys in the Hood. Oh, oh, yeah. Like yeah. Yoam Chris in a wheelchair. <laughs> like it's it's going to be like that. Basically. Oh, it will be Yeah, yeah. This next pick is Dana's movie. Dana, what are we going to watch next? Okay. So I've been like, you know, my kick. I like to keep it, keep it in things I already subscribe to. <laughs> Um, or free no kissing or free yeah but it's like if i already have the sub let's take advantage of it mm-hmm. uh and i also recently saw everything all at once oh so good which has a great performance by jamie lee curtis but there is a teen film that she is in and it's freaky friday with there it is. Sohan. It, it's Yay. amazing it took us this long to get around to it that's fucking wild yeah I've i won't make you nice. what what, one day I'll make you watch the other horrible teen film that Lindsay Lohan is in. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen? 
it's on my list as like one that we could pick. <laughs> it's seen. not good. No. But yeah, we'll no. start with this one. All right. That'll be fun. Guys, that does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RecappingGownPod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And join our Facebook group, the Recapping Gown Fan Club. We will keep the discussion going in there all week. If you guys have any opinions or memories of this movie, love for you to hop and listen to what you think. But if you didn't like what you heard, to quote Ian, you think you're pretty cool with your ghetto-ass friends? You think you're tough and shit? Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you next week. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now